Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. If you're not aware of it, the middle school years can creep up and catch you off guard. Suddenly your kids don't think it's cool to hang out with you and they trade in their old hobbies for trendier ones and start wearing different clothes and there's no getting around it. It can be a confusing time for kids and parents. I'm John Fuller along with Danny Huerta. He's the head of parenting and youth here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, there are parents who uh, aren't there yet. Uh, but there are parents who are, and they're wondering, what in the world is going on inside my middle schooler? It's it's an exciting time, and it can be a frustrating time. But the middle school child is really looking for a sense of belonging, and it, it starts to expand to how do I measure with the other, the other kids? Where am I at? Am I loved? Uh, they want to look for a sense of worth, a sense of competence, and there are a lot of comparisons that begin to happen. And on top of that... Uh, what's been found is that kids tend to go backwards in maturity at that, at that age. In middle school... Well, thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> they become less mature than they were at yeah. the end of the elementary years. Yeah, what is that about, by the uh, way? That's, those are the brain changes. Mm. Uh, hormonal changes, uh, structural changes that are happening in the brain. And so we want to be aware of that and enter with grace and understanding. And our natural uh, way to go as parents is to try to control everything out of our anxiety. This is an opportunity to learn who your child's becoming and also to maintain communication and relationship with that middle schooler uh, as they're trying to figure out what is happening. Their, yeah. their emotions are all over the place and they don't have the tools quite yet to manage those big emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to hear more now about middle schoolers from a couple of kids who went through it and are young adults now, Reed and Cole Catherman. Uh, They were joined by their dad, Jonathan Catherman, for a conversation with Focus President Jim Daly and me. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) This is kind of unique, you know, having a dad with his two uh, almost adult sons, right? You guys are on that pathway now. How old are you? I'm 15. 18, so I guess I am. Okay, there you go. You can can vote. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) But welcome, and it is a good thing. How did you decide to, to bundle all this advice into one book? For young people, uh, young men particularly, who are about to enter middle school or who are in the throes of middle school? Whose idea was it? So you remember when I was here last time where we were talking about the manual to manhood and I had written that book for my sons. Right. And shortly after returning back home and, and I was contemplating what's our next project, these two guys were sitting at the dining room table over dinner talking about middle school because Cole was just leaving elementary school headed into middle school, and Reed was just leaving middle school, headed into high school. So over a couple of dinners, <laughs> it was like the, what should I do, what shouldn't I do, and advice yeah. was flying, and I looked at each at the guys, and I go, hey, I think we got another book here, guys. <laughs> yeah, right, no kidding. So, Reed, let me ask you, in that transition, especially into middle school, if you can reach back that many years now, what were those, uh, those feelings, those emotions that you had? Reed. It's all good. Um, so going into middle school, um, so I think – it was kind of stressful. It was like, what am I going to do? I'd been in elementary school, how many, since kindergarten to fifth grade, so that's about six years. That that was where my home was. That's what I was comfortable with. Going into uh, sixth grade and into middle school, it was like, it's a much bigger school. There's way more kids there. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm worried that I'm going to mess up or that I'm not going to make any friends. Well, sure. Kind of so thing, yeah. fear is one yep. thing. You yep. don't, the unknown. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Cole? 
Um, I luckily had Reed to help me out. Yeah, so, so you're I, watching. I had that session of like, okay, what do I do once I get there? So you were observing your older brother. Yeah. Parents don't always get that. No. We don't know if you're watching. I had to watch. I was freaking out. <laughs> and what was causing you strain or anxiety? Lockers were scary. Like you had to put your stuff in a box that was like behind a metal door that you can't always open. That's just freaky. Yeah, and then you had to remember a combination, yeah, which you numbers. thought you'd never remember, right? Yeah, exactly. I can remember that. Also, just the, the kind of the for the guys particularly that pecking order. What I alluded to in the opening mm-hmm. is true, isn't it? I mean, it's maybe unspoken, but you're trying to figure out who who's who, what group do you fit in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, did you have some of that anxiety as well? Yeah, I think so um, because I had a friend. Uh, I think he was in seventh grade at the time, but he was talking to me about how like guys are gonna you know find out who they are and like they'll kind of like mess around with you if, if you know you know right kind of yeah. what happened to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah if they think that you're weaker that you're smaller or you're oh, yeah. a little bit different then they'll kind of like you know target mess around you. with you yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. i mean that's not sometimes that's very serious so i don't want to make too much light of that but yeah. there is something about the male orientation that you know you just you're testing each yeah. other you're trying to figure out but, who, who's yeah. the guy he was nice to me uh, and he kind of like helped me through that and he was like oh yeah i'll make sure that nobody messes with you yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jonathan, being the parent, let's go to that part. Why is it important for parents to even pay attention? This is kind of the stuff that normally happens, and do we really have to be that engaged? Because kids are kids, and they're going to learn the ropes. Well, these are some really critical formative years, both for uh, how they are thinking and how they're acting. And going through middle school, I think a, a lot of it is a whole bunch of experimenting on does this work and should I repeat it and does this not work and how do I never do this again? So as a parent, to give our kids the kind of advice that we believe is going to work, but we can't force them. It's kind of like you can direct, but you can't steer for them. And so what kind of direction can we give our children as they make that big transition between elementary school and middle school to set them up for the best potential success? Now, they're going to have to give it the go. But if they don't know, often today they'll pull back and just not even engage. Mm, right. So I'm going to give them the best advice I can and, and share with them in any way I know how without forcing it down their throats so that it's their experience, not my told them to experience. Yeah. I think that every parent needs to go through the sharing versus forcing their kids and I would think that you've got to build that relationship so it's not just happening at, at the middle school transition. I mean, in other words, the happening is the conversation. You've got to build, as a parent, you've got to build that trust and that open dialogue. And how did that work for you three? I mean, let's really unveil it here. Did you guys have a good kind of communication yeah. line with dad? Yeah, we've always been open with our family. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. There's no huge walls between us. Don't you all... think that's the ground floor? you yeah, got to be able to communicate? Yeah. What yeah. happens in a family where there is a lack of that communication? There's a distrust between the parent and the kid, and there's not the ability to, like, talk about your feelings to the parent, which is always not good for the yeah. kid. Yeah, it's hard and to speak then... up, and, like, that can build up, and that can crumble relationships yeah. in a matter of time you know so i'm sure you've had friends that fit that description do you guys talk Mm -hmm. about it at that level when you're sixth seventh grade eighth grade do you guys did you remember any conversation kind of behind closed doors but then once we're once like i i realized that once i went into high school that's where we started to become comfortable talking about family life and like what's actually going on and the truth not just like brushing it over like oh yeah everything's fine this happened but it's okay yeah but and a little more open i need help right this is what's going on no that's good 
So it's pretty natural in middle school to have your kids kind of push you away. Um, They might give one-word answers to your questions. They're embarrassed maybe even to be seen by you at school. Mom, Dad, drop me off here. Um, I remember those days when the kids just decided, you know what, it's not cool to hang out with Dad anymore. So Danny, if a mom or a dad has a middle schooler who feels closed off, should they try to keep connecting? And if so, how? They really need to keep connecting with that middle schooler. A lot of times when the kids are pushing away, it triggers our own insecurities. Of yeah. Feeling rejected and if you're gonna like, do we're that, not good then, enough. You know, and, whatever. Right. And so you you respond with uh, disconnecting and maybe withdrawing some love. This is an opportunity to really show consistent love hmm. and to know the boundaries that they're placing for you. Maybe you say, Hey, what I what I hear you saying is that you you really don't want me to drop you off here. What I want to tell you is that I, I love you and I still want to spend time with you. What are some ways that we can incorporate that into our schedule? Well, how can we schedule that in? And what can we do together when they tell you about interests they have? Maybe it's art and you're not very artistic. Uh, maybe set up some time to do some art together as you learn that. Give your middle schooler the opportunity to teach you some things mm-hmm. as a parent, and that will give them a sense of autonomy, a sense of independence, that they're, they're actually doing okay And up to that point, most likely you've been teaching them a lot of things. Let them teach you some new things, some things about themselves, and then go do some new things together. Maybe it's learning guitar together. Uh, Maybe it's going camping together. But you have to bring the the bids more actively for connection towards your middle schoolers so that they know they're still important to you. And they have a lot of insecurities themselves they're carrying. This is not about you and they're rejecting you. This is about them trying to manage a lot of new things, including the pressures from friendships, from sports, from school, yeah. from the what's happening in their body. And all of a sudden they feel bad and they don't know why. Uh, just step into that world with them. Be patient with it. And the important part is don't take things personally. Oh, gosh. Yes, that is so important. Uh, you know, we raised six through this this time period of middle schoolers. And uh, it really helped for me to remember what my middle school years were like and uh, just to say, yeah, I wasn't exactly a shining star. <laughs> I wasn't exactly wanting to spend time with my parents. It's all good, and it's a good reminder not to take things personally. So you're going to find more great advice on connecting with your middle schooler um, in the book by Jonathan Catherman, written with his sons. It's called The Manual to Middle School, The Do This, Not That Survival Guide for Guys. We're going to send that book along with a CD of this broadcast when you make a donation of any amount to focus on the family today. Uh, That's our way of saying thank you for joining our support team and putting one great resource into your hands. You'll find a link for donating and getting uh, that bundle, the book and the CD, uh, in the episode notes. Also, at the website, um, you're going to be able to sign up to receive our free video series, Preparing Your Kids for the Teen Years. Now, These videos are available at no cost, uh, thanks to generous supporters of Focus on the Family. So sign up today to get this video series delivered into your inbox on a regular basis, and you'll find the link in the episode notes. We'll take a moment and leave a review and a rating for us uh, on this podcast, if you will, wherever you're accessing it. And tell a friend to listen in next time as uh, we answer your kids' tough questions about faith. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 